Hi, welcome to the I Am Lake Worth podcast. I'm Carl Stovall and I'll be your host. I'm also the photographer that started the I Am Lake Worth project. Our guest this week got a lot of practice because we ended up doing a full run through <laughs> because I managed to not hit the record button last time. So city manager Mike Bornstein has had a lot of practice and he should sound really good behind the microphone. Welcome, Mike. Hi, Carl. I'm starting to feel like Bill Murray from Groundhog Day. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. I love that movie, though. That is a fun movie. It's one of his highlights, I think, of his career. Bill Murray showed some diversity in different movies. He would make a great resident of Lake Worth. He would. We got we to do a show on people that should live in Lake Worth. I, I'm going to add Bill Murray to that list. Okay, so what I wanted to do was just... Um, backtrack a little bit to where we started last week or the other day, which was I'm going to ask you to think about answering your questions as not only Mike Bornstein, Lake Worth City Manager, but also Citizen Bornstein. And we kind of talked about the fact that, well, you're City Manager Mike 24-7. It's hard to walk down the street and not be the City Manager. So I understand that, you know, your, your answers will be skewed that way a little bit, but I just wanted to have you thinking in that mode. And then the only other thing I wanted to start with is I start each interview with the same thing, which is expanding on the question that I asked everybody in their photograph, which is, you know, Lake Worth is special because dot, dot, dot. And I'm going to let you fill in the blanks there, and then we'll go from there. Well, and I appreciate you doing this project. It's been really a joy to see the pictures and the quotes from people that I know most of them firsthand or have seen them around the town and to get all their different perspectives on the city. Um, for me, Lake Worth has just been this incredible place full of, of really neat people and places. Um, what's interesting is if you never have either been to or lived in the city, um, it's almost like you get it when you're here. Um, you can uh, have different passionate feelings and you see it on the bloggers or the news articles about the city, but they're amateurs, they're posers. This is not a city that is, is short on passion, that's for sure. That's for sure. And uh, the cool thing about that, too, is um, you will find probably every kind of point of view, lifestyle, experience um, in this small seven square miles that you would see probably in a bigger city compressed down. And we all live day to day here in this, this piece of paradise. And just the very activity of that day in and out, day in and day out, that rhythm of these wonderful people, crazy, funny, diverse, you name it, um, is really makes, is what makes the city very special. And um, it's, it's a great, great uh, place. We kind of joke around that um, one of the slogans we were, we were, you know, you try to come up with slogans for the city sometimes. And it was, um, Lake Worth, it's not right for everybody. That's why it's just right for you. Oh, I like that one. I hadn't heard you, that one. Yeah, if you get that, if you understand that, you get Lake Worth. Yeah, and I, I was actually thinking of a, a metaphor for the city this morning. I was doing um, a shoot for the part two of the I Am Lake Worth series, and we were down at the Cultural Plaza first thing this morning, about 8 o'clock, and I was looking at the mural on the side of the mm -hmm. annex building, and it is um, fragmented, and... When you first look at it, it's, you know, geometric shapes and you're not sure what you think about it. But 
you realize over time it all comes together to make this kind of perfect whole and that it all works <laughs> together. I said, that's a real good metaphor for the city. And not everyone gets it when they first see it. And it was the same kind of feeling. So I was like, yeah, there's a visual metaphor. And that's, I've started to actually use that as a background more and more sure. as if I ask people where they want to have their picture taken, if there's somewhere special they want to be, and they don't necessarily know, or sometimes they've just picked that straight out and said, I want to be down there. Mm -hmm. So um, that's... Well, it's interesting that you would choose that piece of art and art in general, because that's another big piece of what really uh, is special about the city of Lake Worth. Um, you know, I've met people who are in the creative process of, of making art, and I, I love, one of my things I like to do in my pastime is, is I write you know, music, nothing special, but it's fun. I, I, I have found over the years a great comfort in, um, in writing some music. And just that process. Which, by the way, I'm a little jealous of because I don't have a musical <laughs> in my body. I, I didn't tried. say I was a musician. <laughs> I always clarified that when I play the guitar. I'm not a musician, I write music. But uh, I have a lot of fun with it. The sheer joy of taking something um, from an idea or a concept or something that comes to you while you're doing it in real time, and, and expressing it in a three-dimensional form, a sound, um, an experience, is is an incredibly exciting thing. And to be around people who are doing that and seeing it manifest itself as we uh, see more people come into the city, and whether you're fixing up a cottage, which really, if you look at the cottage's book and the whole cottage movement, those are pieces of artwork. Absolutely, and it's just as much creativity as painting, writing music. Oh, um, it's amazing. I find creativity, no matter what its form, it can be cooking, it can be painting, it can be gardening. If you are energized by it and you put something out there, it is art. You, and you see that all over the city. Uh, you see it. You know, there's there's the performing of the playhouse. There's you know, incredibly talented people there. That's a community theater. It never goes dark. You've got uh, obviously, the visual artists doing all kinds of things in the different galleries, or the Ben Zeiten, uh, McMahon Art Glass. Mm -hmm. you know, there's just world-class things happening here in the creative side of it, and um, and that turns it into an incubator because when you're steeped in that stuff, sometimes just being around it, either seeing it around you or experiencing other people creating it, gives you the courage to start doing your own. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's kind of the snowball effect. It builds on itself. Um, it does, yeah. and then it then you know I've noticed that that this city definitely because of its quirkiness and because of the art draws people of that nature. You know, we tend to like to be around other artists. And and if you take that theme and go into the natural environment, um, you know, Mother Nature's works of art, um, which. A lot of these areas have been either reclaimed or repurposed from some environmental damage that occurred years ago mm -hmm. um, by people who probably didn't really completely under, understand the impacts of what they were doing. And so the investments that uh, the grants and the county and, and the state have made in this area to create really beautiful natural areas that you can kayak in or visit or the beach, um, you know, those are those are incredibly wonderful beautiful areas that being in them uh, imbues the person with a certain sense of, of uh, just awe and pleasure and, and happiness. So all that stew, bully base of, of things is happening in this, this cauldron of a city 
and um, seven square miles. Seven square miles, and uh, you know, we and we do the, we do a lot of interesting things here. The people are very dynamic in, in expressing their opinions and points of view, and, and hunkering down to do the right thing. And, and just in the city level, you know, I've seen some incredible um, courage courage driven stances that people have taken to fix things and to address issues and problems that have surprised people on the outside. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's us tackling our infrastructure problems or the electric utility, and these are all works in progress. Don't, I, I don't think, I want anybody to think that I believe they're finished, but this is a spunky group of folks here and they're not gonna shy away from stepping up and you know, choosing the difficult right over the easy wrong. That's very true. And there's an individualistic spirit that there are no sheep here. This is, these are people that have a. There's a lot of black sheep, maybe, that, uh, <laughs> of the family, and my, myself included. But um, just as a, yeah, you're right. They're they're not necessarily herd animals that follow. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, most people that are here believe that you know you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, absolutely. And they're willing to get their hands dirty, and a lot of people, you know, walk the walk and not just talk the talk, which is really kind of kind of amazing. Coming from a larger space where I was in the Hudson Valley in New York uh, for my first 50 years. We went 13 years in our last house without knowing our neighbors more wow. than to wave at them and give them their mail when it was delivered to the wrong house. But that, you know, we moved here and the first day we were here, we were at an Eden Place Neighborhood Association meeting and we were planning the boat race for the year. And, you know, I think there've been 10 parades. Yeah, in yeah the you two showed years up I've on the scene. I, all of a sudden, Carl was all over the place. Um, and that, that's good that you, you found that uh, connection with a city that's special like this. Um, I, I get to see the, the residents and the business owners, and of course you said earlier, you know, as, as the city manager role, and also being a resident now for over six years, and, and my wife and our family of uh, two rescue cats and two rescue dogs, um, you know, we get to see all different aspects of the city. I, I'm privileged um, in that. And, and people would say, you know, when you're trying to shop at the grocery store or, you know, having dinner and somebody stops and wants to start talking about some business thing. You know, for the most part, I've never really had anybody say anything ill or, mm -hmm. or, or be disrespectful. And for the, some of the people that we do know in the city that can sometimes cross over the line of personal space, you know, I treat them like family. I go, you know... <laughs> this, I love you like family, but this isn't the time. And nobody's ever offended or offensive. Mm -hmm. um, they're they're genuinely very dis, uh, respect. They're very respectful and, and friends, and very friend, very much friends. And I appreciate, I appreciate that. I, I look forward to seeing people, um, both in my professional and as a resident. And we've developed some really deep friendships here that will last a lifetime. Well, that, that's really important too, and and. You know, it doesn't have to be that way. And I know previous to you being here, there was a reputation in the city for, you know, um, kind of an us versus them mentality that just happened from years of neglect. And this sure. goes back decades and decades. And, you know, it's not the Lake Worth that I see when I walk down the street today. But I came from a position in a healthcare company that was giant but not necessarily liked and I know that my department tended to take their badge off before they went to lunch so that if they ran into anybody out in the street they wouldn't have to have a conversation about where they worked so it's really a good 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 feeling to yeah. be inspired by 
by your job. And in, in my case, I get the same feeling. I get inspiration and find energy from being part of this town and how, how actively engaged everyone is. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, it's not a place for the timid or the, the, the folks who uh, want to just sort of assume everything's going to get done on its own. Um, you know, people that are here are generally willing to either pick up the, the rake or the shovel and get to work or, you know, suggest ideas or go and fix things themselves. Yeah, it just, it's very much a can-do, self-sufficient group of people, and we're very grateful. It's also not, you know, if you are the kind of person who works your 40 hours and happy to be downtown when there's a parade or mm. something going on because it feels like every week, even during the off-season, you know, the hottest weeks of the year, we've got our the boat parade. There's and stuff going on. Every it seems like every week, maybe not quite as often during the the hot weather, but at the same time, I go out on Tuesday nights and there's the city commission meeting, which I try to get to as often as I can. But I've also got jazz on J Street. Um, there's almost always something else going on. There's something going on at Rudy's, so it it gets to the point where you have to pick which things you're going to go to, which is kind of an embarrassment of riches that it's yeah, not it just, is. my life would be a little bit simpler if I had one thing to do on any given day, but you know, it's kind of nice to be able to mix things up and have more than one option. And for a small city, that's really kind of remarkable. It, it, it truly is. And, and as we um, see more people moving into the city and fixing up these places and, and the, I, I just sort of put it in terms of there's a, a lot more vacancy here than people maybe realize, um, both in empty buildings and empty properties. Um, as that refills mm -hmm. back to a healthy state, um, the businesses and then the activity levels will start to grow correspondingly. And so there'll be lots of interesting things to do. Um, uh, hopefully, you know, that'll continue to be interesting in the way that the residents and, and the people here find um, rewarding. Uh, it could be quirky. It could be culturally enriching. There's, there's just a lot of opportunity for us going forward to do a lot of special things here um, to keep this thing, this experiment we call Lake Worth going <laughs> into like the future. The experiment of Lake it's Worth. an experiment. We write, the, we write the, on a blank page every day, you know, what's going to be our storyline here in this city. Uh, and it's up to the residents and the businesses. And, you know, we get up in the morning and decide what we're going to be. Pursue it. Now, you came here from being um, city manager in a neighboring city of Lantana. The, the large metropolis to the south. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess if I have one question about that is what was in changing positions to coming to Lake Worth, sure. what was the most surprising thing? You know, I'm sure you had some preconceived notions about Lake Worth coming here, but what was the, the biggest surprise when you took the job? Wow. Um, well, the benefit of having worked for 13 years next door in Lantana, which in many ways the histories and the people are kind of joined at the hip, um, and having seen, you know, pretty close up. Yeah, you had a pretty good view of what was thing, going yeah, on. We used to joke about uh, invading Lake Worth and, and taking the beach because <laughs> everything was just spinning apart. And, of course, that was just a joke. But it was a reflection of the communities around this area that were looking into this fishbowl of Lake Worth and, and, and seeing the um, symptoms of dysfunction. And, I, you know, you can't, you can't point to any one person or any one decision or any one thing because it's, it's a lot of hard work to make a city dysfunctional. 
it takes a lot of effort on a lot of people's part over a long period of time <laughs> to devolve into that state. And it's unfortunate, and it doesn't do anyone any good. There's no joy in seeing that happen, especially for the people who live in the city. Sure. So um, we had just sort of watched that devolve into the state it was, and then the economy on top of it, uh, for a city that really wasn't maybe prepared for economic success when the bubble occurred, which was a bubble, and then when it hit, they were you know doubly ill-prepared for the aftermath. Yeah, the knees were chopped out. And so, um, sort of being a strategic thinker myself and understanding as well as I could what was going on, you always want to come in um, at the ride at the bottom so you can work on its rebound. And um, That really I, is yeah. more satisfying, isn't it? To, 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 yeah. to know you have a big job in front of you and to to see progress? Absolutely. Well, I'm wired that way. I, I, I'm not the type of person to go into a well-run um, you know, machine that's run by accountants mm -hmm. and lawyers. That happens eventually to every organization, whether it's a service group, a religious institution. It's part of the you arc know, of their existence. It's, it, it's, a, it's a cycle. Uh, organizations and cities are very organic. Mm -hmm. They're very, you know, a lot of biological kinds of references there. So, you know, if you've got the patient that's in ICU and, you know, you're the doctor coming in, for me, that would be the ideal to take and make that patient healthy and vibrant and back out running marathons. Um, so being wired that way, I just was thoroughly fascinated and really believed, maybe that's a super, a, a certain amount of hubris, but genuinely believed that I could play a role in helping this city find its way and to get everybody kind of pointed in the right direction. And um, organizationally, I think we've come a long way. Um, I think the leadership that was here when I came here um, politically, you know, the mayor, the commissioners, and the folks in the community that were really getting active, um, it, it's a team effort. You can't just point to one person, and I would sure. never take credit for turning this city around. It's not, it's not me. It's, I was fortunate enough to be part of a team, and the team has some spectacular players. There's no I in team, and, and there's no success of Lake Worth without this wide group of people, which would take me longer than a half hour to name them all. That said, but, you know, the philosophy, the attitude, and the creating of the space to be able to do that and for people to be um, willing to share ideas is really what makes those things happen, and that's that's always coming from a strong leader. And I've never met a really good strong leader that takes credit for that. They always go right down to the troops and it's like, these are the guys that are making it happen. Because it's true. It is true. But at the same time, without that dynamic person willing to stand in front of their team and take the bullets and all the things that go with being a manager, I never worked in a city. I worked in the corporate side, but I had 25 people working for me. and. By the time I was done, it was a technical position when I started, by the time I was done, it was all people management. And I actually liked that side even more than the, the technical side of what I was doing. Absolutely. Um, and being the city manager, you know, I get, I get the aspect of the city of living here day to day with residents and neighbors and the business community. I get my role as city manager dealing, working directly for the mayor and the commissioners. And then operationally, I get the employees, and, and I think some of that success that you're talking about in, in seeing this city moving to a brighter future, uh, there are a lot of employees that have been here for many years. There's new ones, and there's a lot that live in the city. And, um, you know, I always talk to them about, they, they don't work for me. 
we work together, I work with them. Mm -hmm. And I know when I'm out, I, I'll introduce so-and-so to my wife or to friends, and this is so-and-so, we work together. Because mm -hmm. truly, if they're doing their job well, if they're on the front lines, it doesn't matter if they're lifting a garbage can or painting a building, how they do their job, how they view the city, how they respect this environment and want to um, make it the best it can be, reflects on me. Mm -hmm. And conversely, you know, they, I expect them to do their job. They have my back. I, how I do my job in working at this level um, affects them. And if I'm not doing my job well, it's going to hurt them and yeah, reflect badly. It, it on is them. a full team effort. We rely, you, you have to rely on everyone else in the organization. And there's always exceptions to the rules and, and we, don't, we don't do things by the exception. We, we try to work by the rule. So we've really tried to work together with everyone to create an environment of trust, respect, um, market-driven you know, pay, all the kinds of things that we can move towards as mm -hmm. best we can. Um, and I think it's been improving morale. Um, it's been improving people's perspective of, of if they want to even come and work in the city. Um, you know, for the first time in probably the six and a half years, I have most of my key positions are filled. Um, and, and we probably only have maybe six or ten vacancies across the whole city. Uh, that's a reflection of that incredible um, shift in, in perception and reality. And a lot of that's driven by the employees, and I'm so grateful to work with my employees. I, I love them all. It's, it's fantastic to see. Now, my, my experience with Lake Worth is just two years and one month old, so I don't have a lot of the history. You don't have the baggage. But, but I, I came <laughs> here, and I heard everything. I, not, sure. I have to admit that we bought our house after seeing the, the city for one day and saw three or four houses and bought our house. So we... We kind of came in blind and we heard some of the possibly negative stuff before we even moved down, but my experience has not been any of the, the negative stuff at all. And it's, you know, the city is a great place to spend time, whether you're from somewhere else in Palm Beach County or you're visiting from somewhere else or you're looking for somewhere to live. It's really a jewel and the one thing we have or it's not just the one thing, but one thing we have that makes us stand out head and shoulders above the other cities in our area, especially on this coast here, is that we have this beautiful double boulevard main street of sure. you know Lake and Lucerne heading down to the water and away from the water that is missing. I mean, that that's the glue that really helps us all identify as Lake Worth the things that go on down there, spending time at the restaurants. Other cities, you know, and I'm not going to say any names, but... Sure, call them out. I do all the time. <laughs> you, you go to some of the other cities and, you know, you're, you're going to have to go to a strip mall to get the same experience that we get here with our downtown. Yeah, we're very fortunate to have good bones. That's right. We've always had a tremendous um, location being blessed to be on the coast, having a beach, having these water resources. Being one town south of West Palm and Palm Beach doesn't hurt at all. Being sandwiched in a good neighborhood. Um, hasn't always been that way, but you know, good. And um, the layout of the city has a lot of um, classical, almost features that you would expect in a much larger city sure. designed um, that people like to you know visit. And with those bones, and then it's got these tremendously wonderful key um, publicly owned structures like the one we're sitting in right now, the current city hall, 
um, is, a, is a unique, the architecture is nothing short of unique. You have minarets, uh, you have obelisks, and you have Moorish towers on a building in the middle of South Florida. And built at a time when people, you know, <laughs> took the time to build things yeah. that way. And you look at our post office, which is a classic WPA. The mural um, inside. The mural, is, absolutely. Our, our, our city hall annex, which, you know, was a school and then was a, a converted over into. I didn't know it was a school at one point. It was originally built as a school, I believe. And Helen Green's going to, if she's listening, she'll probably correct me if I'm wrong. But I, I, it, it was, um, the roof blew off in the hurricanes. I'm trying to remember the story. We'll have to do that on a history. Yeah, we yeah. absolutely will. Have I, to I believe do that. originally that was the school, but regardless, um, it has such a neat um, history and, and feel and vibe about it. all the way up into now. We we put a mural on it that's colorful and and you know all kinds of things going on. But and, and but the, the, these this layout of the city with these key buildings in the right places. Now it, it becomes our task to figure out how to. Um, take these assets and celebrate them in a way that resonates with people. For example, this building, honestly, not being a city hall as it, it was constructed to be a municipal auditorium, reactivating it to that purpose would give another interesting venue for the flower show, the art show, somebody who wants to do a community dance, meetings, um, all kinds of things you can do here, concerts. And that would bring people west of Dixie into the traditional downtown. Which is fantastic. I love seeing more and more starting to happen west of Dixie. It, Having the CRA over mm -hmm. on this side and the old shuffleboard courts was a master stroke as far as I'm concerned. Now, I had a show there, so obviously I'm biased, but I really do love that That space. was controversial um, to, to convert over, and it was a tough thing to do. But anyway, everybody had their, their points of view on it, but I think reclaiming that building and celebrating it and getting the grants to refurbish it because there's a certain um, stewardship responsibility we have for these publicly owned structures in this beautiful layout of a city and that's to um, restore them celebrate them and make them useful and pass them on to future generations because that, that'll build um, one of the the many facets that make up a healthy community these buildings this history the these uh, glorious spaces done well um, make an interesting city to live in. And we're tiny in comparison, but the city that always comes to mind when I think about Lake Worth is kind of like Savannah, Georgia, you know, with the great architecture, the artistic vibe. I mean, we're way smaller and we're... And they have a much larger St. Patrick's Day celebration than we do. Uh, maybe, maybe <laughs> I guess one of the largest in the country. <laughs> it may be bigger, but I'll hold our parades up against anybody's. I know. I, I, I don't know if you saw me, I wear my kilt and it's, I have a little bit of Irish and Scottish in me, but... Uh, we were joking aside, um, architecture, place matters. It does. To it absolutely does. Um, because it ties things together and it gives a sense of history. I was fortunate enough to be actively involved with saving the old original courthouse downtown West Palm Beach for the county um, in the early 90s. And it was wrapped in a 70s, just awful wrap building. So they took the columns and the architecture features off, left the buildings, and then wrapped them in this thing. We, as, a, was, as yeah. a, America, as a people, architecturally lost their minds in the 1970s. I don't know what happened. It was as much about, I think, perceived efficiency over... Form over function. Right. So a sense of place and, and that, that 
classical architecture that everything was built up, you know, to, to give that sense of institution. You, know? mm -hmm. you go to Washington, you see big columned buildings, and it's designed to convey what happens to you naturally when you walk up to it, like a Greek temple. You, you go, oh, wow. And, and it gives you a, an elevated sense of what's going on inside of it. Of course, we've become very cynical <laughs> about that, but the architecture still conveys that, and maybe a future generation will recapture um, that sense that these institutions are, have value and they're doing incredible things. We're just you know, very cynical people right now. But the same thing with these buildings, um, that wrap around the courthouse, just so disrespected the history. And I remember having conversations with people about saving the courthouse. And at that time, it was in, it was in its 80s. You know, it wasn't that old. Mm -hmm. And they go, why would you want to save a building that's 80 years old? And go, well, all the buildings that you respect where you came from up north that's two and 300 years old. And, you know, I'm from North Florida, St. Augustine's there. We have, <laughs> we have some old stuff there in the 1700s. And you go, at one time, those buildings were 80 years old. Right. <laughs> so give it its chance. This is a centerpiece of this county. People got married. People had tried. There's all kinds of things happened there. It's Born, important. died, lived, yeah. absolutely. And it's the same thing with these institutional buildings that the city um, has responsibility over for the citizens. There's important things happened, are happening here, and it will hopefully be 200 years old one day, mm -hmm. and the people in the city will be grateful that we were able to save it, restore it, and keep it and pass it down as stewards to the next generations to do with it. Um, what they will, and um, hopefully that classical layout of this city with these buildings will be something that will become celebrated. The architecture we have, uh, we have one of the largest collections of um, Art Deco, Art Nouveau buildings north of South Beach. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't know that. There's there's a cacophony, like the back of the artwork you started with, this building's a cacophony. You drive through the neighborhood of architectural style. Yeah, it's it's a it's a... It's a lesson in architectural history driving down the street yeah. here. You're right, there's from, you know, Cottages to Greek Revival to the Art Deco buildings on Main Street, or I keep calling it Main Street, Lake Avenue. It's really, you know, quite amazing. Um, and getting back to the art and the impact, the mural project last year, we, we talked about the, the annex, but I mean, multiple locations around the city sure. with these really, really Cultural stunning Council's murals. Cultural Council's building, uh, the one with the speech of Martin Luther King Jr. at the wall, the mall in Washington. I went every day and watched that progress. That's I just loved amazing. watching. It gives you that chills. It's, it's it a does. Fantastic um, piece of art and art and a, a representation of a really important event, and it's really appropriate. Absolutely, to be in this city, it's a great thing. Um, you, you mentioned. I just wanted to cover one thing that, that came to mind talking about the bones of the city and the, and how you believe that the downtown represents sort of a glue. In our comprehensive plan, one of the things I'm proud that we were able to put in there is in the verbiage that talks about the city is that we are a community of neighborhoods. So, um, I, I, you know, we focus a lot of discussion sometimes on the commercial districts in the downtown because they're so high profile and we spend a lot of our time there. But we also value in Lake Worth, which is something I really um, am appreciative of, neighborhoods. We do, and I mean, you're talking to a former president of the yeah, yeah. place, so I, we we do get it, and we and I love that there's a competitive spirit among the neighborhoods. For just look at the, I keep coming all back to all in fun, all, absolutely all in fun, but you know, making the the floats for the parades um, and trying to outdo each other and the boats for the boat race, 
and the Christmas parade, mm. you know, and the neighborhoods play an important part in making sure that everyone knows what's going on. You know, as when I was president, I know that was the, the big thing was getting the message from the NAPC and spreading it back out within our community so it wasn't just a, a one-way communication. We tried to share what we were doing, but also get back that, you know, it's more than just our little circle. Yeah. And uh, it, it works pretty well. And then like a lot of newer places, and, and not, not to pick on the, the PUDs and subdivisions out west, but I, I will, um, <laughs> where you have homeowners associations and dues and, you, you know, a board of directors. And, you know, this is voluntary. Uh, these are people uh, who have a love of community, love of their neighborhood. And uh, they've done all kinds of interesting things over the years from, you know, neighborhood watch signs, banners, um, involvement in discussions ranging from how we were doing the street program, the neighborhood road program, to um, you know, issues that um, are very particular to a, a neighborhood. And I've had a, a real good experience going to neighborhood meetings. Um, I've been really grateful. My neighborhood, I won't mention, um, is seeing a, a renaissance of sort where people moving in the last few years are excited about getting involved and they're energizing some of the long-term residents. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm starting to see people have been around for years coming back to meetings, doing dinners, having cookouts, and really spending time together as neighbors. You don't get that in a lot of communities. You don't, and I mean, coming from the Northeast where I mean, we had a big chip on our shoulder about our privacy, you know, not knowing our neighbors was actually a badge of honor in yeah. some ways. <laughs> You know, we love the fact that we came here and we went to our first Eden Place meeting and we had, A, we had instant community, but the people that were in that room the first night are among our closest friends. Mm -hmm. And my wife has a group of women that she gets to spend time with that are fascinating and all neighbors. And it's really wonderful because we'll do these progressive dinners and we get to walk from one house to the other and, you know, start with the appetizers over here. And then we're going to Palmway for dinner and then back to our house for dessert. It's just. And after three glasses of wine, you're kind of. You really want to yeah, be walking, walking on the sidewalk. It's, you know, I keep calling it that thing that was missing from my life. Mm -hmm. And it's the sense of community. It's funny. There was a study I saw recently that Harvard had done over 75 years talking about truly what makes a happy life. It's that connectivity. Yeah, I it's, read it's that. relationships, and I'm going, that's, it took 75 years for them to have that result when we all kind of understand inherent, intuitively, yeah, it's relationships, it's, it's, it's people, it's the people around you, it's the people you work with, it's the people you disagree with. Yeah, it's being involved, it's having it's being, connections. Yeah. It's absolutely what it is. It, Every, everybody has some impact on your life. Like I said, whether you get along with them or don't, they do affect you and um, it changes the course of your life and, and how you are as a person. And that's what makes cities incredible, is that level of connectivity among um, us as, as people who identify ourselves as lake worthy. And I think it's even more important today with the isolation that can happen due to the internet and people working from home more now mm -hmm. than ever and the way that our, our lives have become structured to be separated from one another, it's nice to have a place where you have the opportunity to be connected and to be involved and it fulfills a part of all of us and I know especially me that 
had been dormant for a while. So mm. it's, it's, it is hugely important, and it's one of the great things about being here. Yeah, it truly is. And, and I can't express my gratitude for not only getting to have a career in the city I live in, but getting to meet some incredible people. It's, it's been very rewarding. And I think on that happy note, it's a good time to say thanks very much, Mike. It's a really pleasant interview, and thanks for talking to me. Thank you, Carl. It's been my pleasure, and I hope you had the record button on this time. I really hope so, too. It looks like <laughs> I did. All right. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>